said today I'ma give you some reasons why you should go to college. Well, you can be prepared for life and have better knowledge. So you can learn that it take time and a lot of patience. And most importantly, just to further your education. Hey, with a degree, it can help you out That is Detroit so rapper G-Mac Cash and his new track, Go to College, which he wrote to encourage Detroit kids to continue their education after high school. It was written for a webinar that was hosted by the Detroit News to discuss the challenges and successes of graduating Detroit youth from college. For a long time, that issue has been defined more by challenges than the successes. In recent years, though, big programs have been rolled out to help change that trajectory for students trying to attain a degree or a certificate. The Detroit Promise offers to pay full college tuition for any Detroit student who graduates from high school in the city and has lived in the city for at least their junior and senior years. And there are some other programs out there to help cover the cost of college for Detroiters. But are those efforts making much of a difference? Detroit News higher education reporter Kim Kozlowski has been looking into it, and she joins us now to talk about what she found. Kim, welcome back to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me on the show to continue this really important conversation about getting youth to go to college in Detroit and especially graduating them. Yeah. So so let's just remind the audience first about the Detroit Promise and the Detroit Promise Path programs and what they were started to try to accomplish here in the city. Sure. So the Detroit Promise is a program that provides free tuition to any high school graduate in Detroit whether they've graduated from public, private, or charter school. It's administered by the Detroit Regional Chamber, um, and they have been administering smaller free college programs to Detroit youth for over 30 years now. Um, They got the program um, years after Michigan launched the very first free college program, um, the Kalamazoo Promise. Um, And since then, there's been hundreds of programs that have emerged across the country. But Governor Snyder said in 2011 he wanted to see more Promise programs, and that's how the Detroit Promise was launched. And what are some of the major findings of your reporting in terms of how successful those programs have been so far, especially in terms of how many kids are completing degrees or certifications through the program? Okay. Well, when the Detroit Promise launched, the Chamber was noticing that even though students were getting free um, tuition to go to college, students were coming, um, but they were not staying enrolled in school. Um, And so that's why the Detroit Chamber partnered with an organization known as MDRC um, to create and design a program that helps students not only stay in college, but get them to the finish line. Um, So they created a program called the Detroit Promise Path. After seeing that um, a community college in New York was having very successful results and graduating students, because as we all know, it's important to go to college, but you need to make it to the finish line. Um, So the the program was designed to include a coach um, that helped students um, coach them through not only academic issues like enrollment, and filling out your FAFSA form, and um, getting resources like tutoring, but also issues like work-life balance, um, you know, any other personal issues in your life, transportation issues. The coach was really there to help the student encounter any barriers that a student might have 
because a lot of the students that are in the Detroit Promise program and um, programs across the nation um, are students who are um, coming from first-generation families. They're low-income students. They're students of color. They need a little additional assistance to help them get them to the finish line. Um, and the students were also given a $50 incentive to meet with their coaches. And a lot of the students in the program said they were enormously successful to have someone to lean on, to be there for them, be, the, be in their corner to help them navigate all the issues they may have encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, so the NBRC is an organization that not only designs programs, they rigorously study them. They do acting, scientific studies where they created not only a program, um, uh, rather a cohort of students who had the coach and the stipend, they compared it to students who only had the free tuition. And early on, this program showed very promising results. Um, and communities across the nation um, were replicating it. There was at least five um, that were replicating these strategies, of including the coach, because students were staying in uh, community college longer. They were earning more credits. Um, and it was really showing progress because, you know, this issue around getting students to the finish line is not just a Detroit problem. This is a problem across the nation. I'll never forget talking to Megan Hughes. She's the president of Ro- the Community College of Rhode Island. And she said that, you know, if you go to any um, conference where community college officials are talking about uh, about issues, this is the center of our discourse. We are all trying to get students that come into our doors to not only stay here, but graduate. And Detroit was one of the first to kind of start looking really early on about how do we improve our outcomes, getting these um, students through and to the finish line. The study did come out um, about two weeks ago, and it did show there was some progress made. Students were, um, they were staying in, they were earning more credits. There were many that were still enrolled. But the big takeaway was that after three years, the students who were in the group that got the coach and the stipend were earning about the same amount of degrees as the students who were only getting the free um, tuition. And this was a bit of a disappointment to some, but others still say, you know, there's, there's still work to be done. We're still at the beginning of this. We're not going to give up on Detroit students. There are many more things we're going to be looking at to make sure that no one in Detroit is left behind as we move forward in the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, on the, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Call and tell us what you think about the Detroit Promise and other programs that are trying to get Detroiters to college and through college. Uh, we also would still love to hear from folks uh, about the teacher shortage that we are facing here in in, in Michigan that we were talking about uh, in the earlier part of the show. Uh, you can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and uh, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Kim, what is it that is making so many students kind of fall short in these in these programs? What what do the folks who are running the programs think they need to do to to move those numbers up? Sure, Stephen. So um, you know, I do cover higher ed, and we should all be aware that even students that go to four-year institutions don't make it to the finish line. Um, only two out of three do. Um, in community college, it's about one out of three. Mm-hmm. But in Detroit, the statistics are much grimmer. Um, and some of the reasons why is many of them had financial needs. That was the top of their list. Transportation. 
um, issues, getting it and paying for it. Um, many of them needed to work so they could only attend school part-time, and that delayed the time frame in which they could earn a degree. Um, additionally, there are also many students who come in academically prepared, um, so they have to take remedial courses that don't, don't count to their degree. Um, they also have, you know, other issues they face, such as lacking, lacking confidence or self-doubts. They go to community colleges, and they're not forming a community there because they're there for a limited time before the pandemic, of course. Um, they don't always see people around them who look like them. They face racism, um, um, so subtle and overt um, stereotyping. Um, and often they live in neighborhoods where people around them are not going to college. And, you know, I remember Greg Handel of the Detroit Chamber of Commerce telling me about how, you know, all it sometimes takes is for a student um, to be kind of in school. Their car breaks down one time. They can't figure out how to pay to get there. And, you know, they, they leave and with the full intention of coming back, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here. Let's go to Alina in Detroit. Alina, welcome to the show. Hi, can Hi. you hear me? I sure can. Okay. Yes, I'm a professional working in the college access space through my company, Johnson Consulting Services. Mm-hmm. And they're really two issues that come up that I see. I work with students and parents throughout Michigan and the country and working to uh, this goal towards graduation, Mm -hmm. not only from high school but from college. And um, in particular, you had spoke to Owen earlier about Oak Park, and I wanted to mention something that, that needs to be said. Um, the disparity that I heard from students at specifically from Oak Park High School was their anguish from the daily racism. This is disparate treatment from students hmm. who are being taught this. Mm-hmm. This is 2020. I couldn't believe it. But I hear heard it repeatedly. And the other issue, if the goal is graduation and completing degrees, uh, there are barriers which include the lack of financial literacy. Um, Again, I'm an information professional. I have financial expertise. So I work with parents and college-bound students to graduate without loans to complete the degree. My company kind of removes that barrier, but the enemy is time. They don't get that information until it's almost too late. Yeah, yeah. And I see that as a, a great barrier. Yeah. Uh, Alina, I really I really appreciate uh, that you called and, and shared that, given that you're someone working in the space. So Kim Kozlowski, respond to, to what Alina's talking about here. So um, quickly, Alina, you mentioned financial literacy. Um, I did publish a story not too long ago about how there is a pilot project underway in the Detroit um, school this or the Dearborn schools, um, and they're starting to teach students financial literacy. It's still in the pilot stage, but it is expected to be um, um, unrolled um, throughout the state in coming years because we do realize that this is an important issue for students as they, you know, prepare themselves for life. Um, as for your working in the space of graduating students, um, you know, it's really important to Detroit and many other communities to graduate our students from college because 
so many of our jobs of the future are going to require an education beyond um, high school. Um, so the Detroit Chamber is interested in this because it's certainly a business imperative, but many others also um, cast it as a real moral imperative. Um, there's definitely an equity and opportunity divide um, in our nation, not just in Detroit. Um, hundreds of studies have shown that um, there's a gap between um, the outcomes of black and Hispanic students who complete college when compared to white and Asian students. And that's why there um, are efforts on many fronts, not only in Detroit, but across the nation to get um, some of our students um, not only in college, but graduating them. I, I remember, again, Megan Hughes talking about how it's a shameful equity gap that we as a nation cannot stand for and must improve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alina, again, thanks really uh, for for the call and for uh, the perspective. Okay, uh, Kim Kozlowski, uh, higher education reporter for the Detroit News. It was really great to have you here for this conversation. Uh, what do the folks at Detroit Promise say their next steps look like to try to address these problems? Um, well, in the future, the Michigan Education Excellence Foundation, which does fund the Promise program, said that they are looking at um, raising funds to create um, uh, um, programs that might um, students might be able to tap into for transportation, mm-hmm. books, other needs. And also, they're going to be enrolling, um, enrolling a program in the near future about creating a college-going culture um, and rolling that out in Detroit public schools. Um, I visited Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo schools years ago, and I remember going into elementary schools, and there were signs everywhere that said, where are you going to college? Hmm. They would take students to campuses in Kalamazoo, college campuses, and show them what college looked like. Now, I'm not sure what is going to happen in Detroit, but I expect it might be something similar in the future to try and create a culture in Detroit schools to help them um, consider um, college in the future. Okay. Uh, Again, thanks very much for joining us. It was really great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate you continuing this important conversation. Okay, that is going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow when Senator Debbie Stabenow is going to join the show. We'll also talk about Dan Gilbert's big $500 million investment in Detroit neighborhoods and what that will mean for folks who live here in the city. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.